I came into college um, very much intending to attend a fellowship. So I was minding my business. It was first year, I think it was like the first weekend and I was minding my business at Newcomb at the dining hall. Um, but I went to a church that was like pretty close to the University of Minnesota. In August 2018, on a Saturday, my second night at the University of Virginia, I went to a Christmas party. I promise I'm not lying. This actually happened. I went to a Christmas party hosted by InterVarsity, a Christian fellowship on grounds, our campus. A fellowship is a community of Christians that come together intentionally to grow in faith. That can look like worship gatherings, Bible studies in small groups, and even Christmas parties. Different fellowships here at UVA include Chi Alpha, Crew, InterVarsity, One Way, and Catholic Cruise. As a fourth year, I've learned a lot about different fellowships in UVA Christian culture. While I have loved my time at InterVarsity, or IV as we call it, my rose-colored glasses for a close-knit friend group forming for my fellowship really fell off and cracked during my first year of college. Looking back, I realized I did find community. It just looked nothing like how I expected it to. Maybe in these stories, you can find a piece of your own reflected here too. I came into college um, very much intending to attend a fellowship and I got in contact with, I started off my college experience at William and Mary. I was there for a year before transferring to UVA. So before I left for William and Mary, I met with my pastor from my church back home and he got me in contact with the RUF campus minister at William and Mary. So I already had a connection there. And then I had a friend from middle and high school who I knew who was a part of crew at William and Mary. And so I arrived on campus intending to be a part of RUF and I showed up there and it, it was good. I was really looking for not, I was looking for a few things. I really enjoy music. So I was looking for music that I could enjoy. Um, I was looking for talks that could really encourage me in my faith, build me up, teach me things that I didn't know or just uh, help me through difficult times or convict me when I'm struggling with something. And then most importantly, probably, I was looking for a Christian community that I could be a real part of. Um, we use the phrase like brothers and sisters in Christ. And so I was really looking for something like a family. I, what's interesting is that RUF at William and Mary, I struggled somewhat to find that family. And so while I kept going to a lot of their events, their large groups, their Bible studies, just different things with them over the course of the school year, it was my friend who dragged me along to crew. And that's where I found my, that's where I found my family, my brothers and sisters who really, those people embraced me and uh, lifted me up and brought me into a community that was incredibly, incredibly meaningful. We were a very small group, but that's almost what I prefer because it can be a lot more intimate. And so it, it was really lovely to get to delve into community with prayer and with Bible study and with singing together music that I normally wouldn't 
enjoy worshiping too, but that sort of experience with those people really changed how how the music worked within me. Uh, and that was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So starting out, that was my initial experience. Coming to UVA, I again knew that I was going to be a part of a campus ministry, and I met someone through reaching out before the transfer. I met a couple people from InterVarsity, and so once again, I got dragged along uh, and got to know several of the people in InterVarsity, and I still count some of them to be really good friends. That that community has treated me well. Crew is a um, a college ministry, so it's referred to in Christian terminology as a parachurch in that it's like a place where Christians and non-Christians can gather together um, and deal with Bible and Christian things, but it's not an official church. So Crew specifically is an organization, is one of many organizations like uh, Reformed University Fellowship or InterVarsity uh, that are other Christian fellowships. Crew really likes to talk about how they want everyone on a college campus to know a Christian. Um, and so the hope is f that Crew is a place for Christians to gather and to bring non-Christian friends um, and to be encouraged in community. Large group is where we get together and we might talk for a while, we sing a few songs, we hear a brief message usually talking about the Bible, um, and it, it's just a lovely time to spend together uh, as, a, as a community. And really anybody can be a part of these campus ministries. All you have to do is show up. <laughs> so some of, some of the best we'll start off with. I I loved, um, again, the way Crew, both at William and Mary, and then when I joined Crew at UVA um, in my final year of undergrad, Crew just sort of the people instantly jumped on me, but in a nice way. Like, we're like, hey, who are you? It's nice to meet you. Just really outgoing and welcoming. And they were, they were very themselves. There was a level of intimacy and vulnerability just in the community in general that meant that every interaction felt like you were dealing with a friend and not just like an acquaintance you're meeting for the first time or you see once a week but you don't really know them at all. So that's been one of the, the best experiences for sure. Um, some of the more difficult ones, some of them are not really the fellowship's fault. So my first two years in college, I was really struggling with various things. Uh, freshman year in particular, I was dealing with a lot of symptoms of PTSD, and then second year I had just transferred and just come out of this very difficult period, and so the transition was also a struggle for me. And that meant that it was very difficult for me to really en engage myself, sort of put myself out there in fellowships, so particularly at RUF at William and & Mary, and then at times at IV uh, here at UVA. I would find it difficult to even sit through an entire large group just because I was in a bad place mentally. So 
I regularly had to step out. And sometimes I was able to go back in and sometimes I just had to leave because it, it was it was difficult. And um, while I did make friends at those places, particularly at InterVarsity, people weren't nearly as good at reaching out. Or even if they did reach out, there wasn't so much the relationship building that I experienced elsewhere that I really valued and was looking for. So th those, those were some struggles, some external, some more internal. So... I was minding my business. It was first year, I think it was like the first weekend and I was minding my business at Newcomb at the dining hall. And this boy just sits down at my table. It's feeling really nice that day, so I wasn't like cold towards him or nothing. I was like, all right, cool, another friend to make. And me and this guy, we start talking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth about, you know, wanting to, uh, wanting to be in like a black Christian, you know, group, wanting, you know, to, to have that community, especially at UVA. And what I didn't know at the time was that it was Micah Harris and he was a president of One Way. And he was like, oh, I'm in this club. You should come, we're having s'mores. And I was like, I'm down for some s'mores. Um, so I just started showing up. And at first it was awkward, And but I was like, you know, I did say I wanted to be a part of a black Christian community. So I, I kept going. And you know, next thing I knew I was involved in one reason, you know, I truly enjoyed being around this group of people because the way they talked about God and the way they talked about Christianity was different. It didn't feel like they were perfect, you know, because in the church I grew up in, you know, once you accepted Christ, you talked about it like I went from being terrible to absolutely perfect and I don't commit any sins. And, you know, it just wasn't it wasn't talked about. They talked about their reservations about being Christians. They talked about the things in the Bible that, you know, confused them, that challenged them. It just felt really authentic and your girl I was up from the edges 18 year old me was a little rough a little wild and but they accepted that you know they didn't they didn't turn me away I mean there's some people it was funny after the fact they told me like after about a year or so that you know when they first like reacted to me they're like oh that girl's a little mm. but you know I mean they were still generally accepting of who I was and willing to help me to get to where I wanted to be and even like to this day um, people that I met in one way that year, like Brago, like Tam, like Micah, like Kiana, like Catherine, they're still my closest friends. Even though they have graduated and they've gone on, I still talk to them, I still hang out with them. Like, you know, so that has been a great experience. And from that point, you know, through the programs that I've been in because of being in one way or being in InterVarsity, um, you know, InterVarsity is connected with a bunch of different programs and stuff like that. So being able to go to internships like Richmond Justice Program, and get really 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 close with god it was really intense i wouldn't necessarily do it again but <laughs> it was worth it it was worth it for what it was worth but i wouldn't necessarily do it again if you want to ask more about that i'm willing to tell you yeah doing stuff like perkins fellows especially during the pandemic being able to connect with people that was something that was so valuable living in the perkins house like literally my favorite 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 group of women you know being in different settings that were, that were still, all, you know, revolving around God, but being able to see how different people interpret their relationships with God um, really opened myself up. Like, I was able to ask more questions and, you know, not condemn myself and all this kind of stuff. You know, going to victory, being a Horizons Fellow this year, woot to woot. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just been, it's, it's been a beautiful experience being a part of One Way. It's been a beautiful experience um, being a part of a fellowship that is connected to other 
fellowships that's really just expanded and really enriched my time. So my experience at One Way, as I touched on a little bit, it started off, um, it it seemed like, you know, to the human eye is an accident, but God really set that up. Um, It started off with, honestly, I wanted to be in a black group of Christians, honestly, because I grew up in black church. And I knew that I was most comfortable in that because, you know, black church has its own culture in and of itself. And I was more as comfortable in that setting. And honestly, I just to be my, I mean, totally, totally honest. I wanted to be in one way because I wanted to come to church after I got done doing my heathenry. <laughs> I mean, if we're being totally honest, I was like, look, I'm going to cut up and I'm going I'm to come to church. I mean, thank the Lord that it didn't work out. But that was my original intention. Um so the president at the time I didn't know uh he had sat down at my table and we were talking and God had like he said that God had given given him a word that we were going to connect um because he had recognized me from a previous event that I went to at UVA when I was in high school and he happened to be there um so he invited me to s'mores which was their first gathering and it, it just seemed cool people just seemed really laid back um I feel like there is a stereotype and half truth that like sometimes like Christian groups can be very intense. Like you as a newcomer, people might bombard you with like, do you know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Do you have a Bible? Are you saved? Are you going to heaven or hell? And like, that's just a lie. Like people just get bombarded by all of this stuff and it's very intimidating. Um, but one way wasn't like that. They were, it was really just chill. They were like, oh yeah, like where are you from? Like, what do you do? Yeah, we're just eating s'mores and talking. Like, you know, I wasn't, a Bible wasn't thrown in my face when I first got there, which was something that I really appreciated because that would have intimidated me to no end. And I feel like my experience in one way had been that way, you know, that they had talked about God in a way that was warm and inviting, not something that was weaponized. They had talked about sin in a way that was humanizing. So, for example, um, one of my in one of my first meetings that I went to, um, a fourth of the time talked about his struggle with pornography. And honestly, I had never, ever heard of anybody in any church that didn't talk about that openly, you know, and talk about the struggles that they were going through at that time. The church that I grew up in, you know, the sins that you struggled with were like removed from you by like a 10 year span. So you're like, oh yeah, a decade ago I was bad, but now we're all good because of God. But the way it was in one way is like, God is good, but I still struggle with these things. I still struggle with lust. I still struggle with dishonesty. I still struggle with a bad self-image. And it was just something that I remember thinking like, wow, they're still struggling with these things and God is using them. That means God can use me too, despite you know the state that I am in, despite how I personally feel I deserve or not deserve to you know be in God's presence like God can use me because God's using them and I feel like that was such a powerful and impactful thing just to be able to see that modeled and to be able to apply that to myself that despite like how how much of a heathen I say um I was at that point I still recognize that God could use it you know and Something that is extremely unique to One Way, of course, is that it's the UVA's only um, Black-specific campus ministry, and UVA has a lot of campus ministries. So I think it's unique because in the aspect of race, it's not just, it's not only a place where we come and talk about God. We also come together and talk about what it's like to be a minority at a PWI, um, especially 
UVA, which does not have great diversity statistics, it was actually, I learned this later on, it's, it was actually more than twice, twice as many black people here in 1996 than there is now, um, which is honestly still shocking uh, to think about it that way. So it's very real for us to share our experiences about like, you know, what is it like to go into a classroom of 500 people and only five of them look like you, counting yourself and the professors? You know, what is it like to be in a group project and to be ignored? What is it like to have parents of, you know, these students ask you what sports team you're playing on? Just like, you're not wearing anything like you're not like you're not wearing any any like any jersey you're not wearing anything that says oh I play sports they just assume that you do you know it's just and just all these different things and like also like what does it feel like to be in a space of privilege still because like you walk into like classrooms and you walk into all these different spaces but the only people who look like you are the kitchen staff and the cleaning staff and and that's and that, I feel like that says a lot and also to even like be at a school where it's like where enslaved people literally built it um as i mentioned before i live on the lawn and under every lawn room is actually a room um so if you go behind like there's if you go like down the steps and you go behind the rooms you can see there's a little black door on the back wall and those were slave quarters so literally under my room right now is slave quarters um and they don't mention that don't even like don't even talk about that but you know learning about those things and also having to navigate what it's like to be black and Christian. And you would think that like, you know, those things are mutually exclusive and God told me that they're not. Um, what it's like to have people who are also Christians like ask you, why are you self segregating? And you know, what it's like to talk about being black and being Christian and talk about racism and having other people who are Christians say that, you know, you're being divisive, that we should all be uniting the kingdom of God and all this kind of stuff. And to them, I say, like, if us being in a black specific space is divisive the kingdom of God, being in a woman's only space is also divisive the kingdom of God. Being in a man's only space is also divisive. Being in spaces that is like for 50 and up also divisive for couples also divisive. All these are groups of people that we pair off with because we can identify more to where they are in life. And race plays a role in that, you know, as much as we, like to say that it doesn't as much as we like to say that we are beyond that like beyond the point of race affecting you know how our lives go or like our gender affecting how our lives go or our age affecting how our lives go as much as we like to say that we are beyond that we are not so it's so important to have that kind of community where you can talk about those struggles and talk about what god would say especially in these situations and these struggles and not have to explain everything from scratch you know you are amongst a group of people that understand where you're coming from so instead of having to educate you i can we can learn from each other and we can consult god together you know and i feel like that's something that's so important and it's the same reason why there was an asian university you know what i'm saying same reason why there was a greek university i'm just talking about university specifically because i've heard of the chapters because it's just so important to have those support groups of people who understand exactly where you're coming from um, within the context of our faith. I went to a church that was like pretty close to the University of Minnesota and so there are a lot of college students there and Chi Alpha is actually a national organization and there's a branch at the University of Minnesota and so some of the girls who had kind of taken me under their wing as like you know a little sophomore and junior in high school 
they went to Chi Alpha and they actually invited me to the fellowship because our church didn't have like a youth group or anything. And so I had been to like, I went to like one large group or something. Um, but they were like, oh, the University of Virginia has a Chi Alpha. And I was like, oh, cool. And it wasn't like a determining factor necessarily. But once I had picked UVA um, and started looking for Christian community, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many options. This is crazy. Like, I love that there's so many believers here. Um, but Kyle reached out to me and my small group leaders of my first year core group just, you know, pursued me and they helped me move in and they were so kind and my roommate and I decided to join and stick with Chi Alpha. Um, and we hosted core group in our dorm room, which, you know, kind of entrenches you in. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I continued to like lead and I think I, I honestly didn't check out other fellowships um very thoroughly and I don't know if that's necessarily something that like I should have done because I'm really confident of like where God has brought me in Chi Alpha I feel like I think I had like dreams or like an idealization because I am a much more like kind of private individualistic person or that's how I was coming into college let's say that and God has absolutely changed that um through just like fellowship life and like you know, living in community with people, which sounds cliche, but it's really true because I like, I live with nine other or eight other girls right now. But I, so I think I had like an idealized version of like, oh my gosh, we'll all like read our Bibles together and we'll make friendship bracelets and we'll go on hikes and like sing songs of praise. And we do all those things. Absolutely. Um, so it's cool to see that that was realized, but I think I more was just desiring a community of people to like read the Bible and also people who love Jesus. Cause I didn't really have that at home. Um, but I did. I think I was more challenged in Chi Alpha just because, uh, like, I it pushed me out of my comfort zone spiritually. I think, um, and that's obviously important for spiritual growth. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of what it's been like for me. Okay, emphasis on missions, something that Chi Alpha is really big into. And I think coming from a secular and like liberal background, I almost exclusively associate like missions with colonization um and the more like bad political and social connotations um of like the like of historically how missions has been carried out and so being among people who are able to acknowledge that history and still believe in like god's purpose of sharing the gospel i think was challenging and cool because i was like oh you can't just like write it off you know you can't just condemn that structure as like bad Um, because it's more complicated than that and so you have to be like spirit-led and kind of careful in how you go about pursuing evangelism but it is still a biblical command and I think that that was something I wrestled with a lot my second year but I had leaders um, who kind of like shared their own doubts and struggles in that regard and I honestly can say that like I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't be where I am um, and like having gone on different mission trips globally and locally um and just seeing the importance of like sharing the word of God with others and like not only, you know, like living life, like living life um, and hoping that people will see your good works and then be like, huh, there's something different there, but actually explicitly like attributing it to Jesus. I think that was another big challenge for me. I came into college knowing that a Catholic fellowship would be really important to me. I had the privilege of like being educated in a Catholic education system pretty much from preschool through 12th grade. And so I almost didn't even come to, or I applied to half like Catholic universities and then half like state schools. Um, 
and wanted to go or was nervous about coming to a state school, unsure if there was going to be a good Catholic community. So that actually played a role in why I chose UVA. Um, but suffice it to say, like when I was a senior in high school, I was already like following Catholic Who's on Facebook and um, came and like there was an activities fair or over orientation. And I like signed up and like my name on all of Catholic Who's like information sheets and what have you. So I think I really pursued Catholic Who's knowing that I needed that sort of grounding and community in my faith and that it was the top priority, honestly, um, when I came to college. So finding Catholic Who's was not hard. Um, it's funny, though, because I actually the first Catholic Who I met was at Mug Party, but that's a story for another time. I think Catholic Who's has a really, like, holistic ministry in that you don't have to be, one, you don't have to be involved in everything to feel like you're in Catholic Who's, and two, there's something there for everyone. Um, so whether it be, like, every Tuesday night we have these things called Tuesday Suppers, which, like, have been shortened to T-Sup, um, and it's, like, a very, a very, like, casual event where we basically all just come together and have dinner together, and, like, sometimes there are speakers at those things, sometimes we do trivia nights, um, open mic nights, things like that at T-Sup. Like, we had a really cool um, Christian artist come in and, like, do a concert last fall at a T-Sup, um, but we also have retreats there are like lectures and talks and there's definitely there's like an intellectual branch within catholic who's that does like book studies and things like that um for people who want to engage in that way and then i would say that the heart of catholic who's besides like the sacraments besides like the masses that we have like fireside mass on thursday which is like a candlelit mass um at 9 p.m at the church that's just really beautiful aside from like sacramental sort of things um the heart of catholic who's would definitely be our bible studies I don't know. I couldn't give you a number off the top of my head for how many we have, but we have a lot. Um, and I have had the privilege of both being in one and leading one in the last four years. Um, and those are sort of like smaller communities within Catholic Who's, but I wouldn't say, I know that in, in some cases, especially for some of like the really big Christian fellowships, which definitely have like a broader scope in terms of size than Catholic Who's, that core groups can be sort of like your main community but I feel like in Catholic Who's it's like Bible study is a place where you can go and you can like dig into scripture and like experience like fellowship and like a deep kind of faith sharing but I know for me like the girls in my Bible study like are not actually my best friends in Catholic Who's like my best friends in Catholic Who's are other people in the fellowships who are like in different Bible studies and um, doing different things and even for like the girls in the Bible study that I lead like they're all good friends with each other but they also have like rich and individual friendships with like a lot of other people in the Catholic Who's community. So I think that it's cool that Bible study is a form of like more intimate community, but not necessarily um, like insulating. That's not the right word, but something that Catholic Who's has shown me partially because we're integrated into the parish at UVA. So we see um, people in other stages of life. We like work alongside them we lead like high school and middle school ministry with them like we're at masses with them um like the catholic who's community is very much integrated with like the broader saint thomas community and so it's been beautiful to forge relationships with people who are um like in the vocation of marriage or like in the working world and things like that and so i think catholic who's like partially through the ministry and but also through its integration in the parish is really shown me what it means to live to live my catholic faith not only in college but like 
as a Catholic, like, period in life. Um, and, yeah, and that at the heart of, like, of anything you do, like, whether you're a student, whether you're a working person, whether you're a mom, um, like, each of us, like, needs a life of individual prayer. And that, like, commitment to that prayer looks different depending on the state of life that you're in. But that it, it like, doesn't, that doesn't have to come with the sacrifice of, like, intimacy with God. I think Catholic Goods has also shown me that, like, living my faith is, like, holistic and beautiful and fun and hard. Like, Catholic Goods does a really good job of, like, faith not, like, faith literally permeates everything. Like, everything. Like, Catholic Goods isn't just about, like, the Bible study or just about, like, Sunday Mass, but it's, like, Catholic Goods people will, like, go on a hike and go to a brewery afterwards. I mean, obviously, like, if you're of age. Or, like, I am teams. But, like, the people in Catholic Goods have shown me that, like, there is nothing that is like divorced from our like ultimate living for eternity yeah and and the people in catholic who's have like owned their faith really beautifully because it's hard to be a devout catholic in the world um it's like controversial and misunderstood but it's also like it's hard to be a devout catholic at uva um but people do so like with just like such deep joy um and recognition that our faith is real and like it is what imbues like our whole life with existence so I think like seeing the witness to that here has just like made me fall even more deeply in love with my faith like I mean I'm, for example one of my friends um she just had a reversion when she was a third year she's an RA and she like her residents have just talked about how she is like a changed person now that she's come back from or like come back to her faith um and sh- this girl like she loves adoration she like she loves Jesus so much like in it's like all she could talk about um but in like a really beautiful way where it's clear that it's like what what he's been for her and like done for her and who he is oh to the onlooker like this can just seem so so like wacky and so like having to like set aside like what other people might think and just know that like I love this this is worthy of not just my love but like everyone's love and the best way that I can witness to it is just like loving him in this way and not like necessarily trying to convince anyone of anything whether or not you're looking for it community can be a really interesting thing to search for what we search for and what we find aren't necessarily the same thing thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast please share with friends if you have any questions please feel free to reach out on linkedin or by email and see you next time on when reality hits